0: is such a bad thing to say especially on this episode but when i first moved here there was a drought uh-huh and it was kind of awesome <laughs> <laughs> like, it was sunny and dry every day for like eight nine months
1: yeah that's the thing i feel like that there's a drought every time that i moved to a, a place like mm. there was a drought when we moved to georgia a, a, a drought started and then i moved to california and they were like oh drought <laughs> like and it's been a drought for i think like I don't know, at least six years. It's, I think it's been in a drought for six years. I've been hearing people talk about drought for six years. What I'm saying is that uh, the universe hates me. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> you
0: kind of brought this on yourself, Nick.
1: <laughs> all of this is really all my fault, uh, which is why I feel like that if there's anything that I could do now in order to do some some good, to maybe, maybe change my karma a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. change my uh, my situation a little bit, by doing good maybe the universal smile upon me and not make me miserable with cold rainy weather i think that the best way to do that is maybe uh through all of my cereal habits wait eating cereal is going to make the weather better yeah follow, follow me on this okay. so so say that you uh, there's a way for us to eat cereal mm-hmm. and to do good by eating cereal like put you know put some put some some of that good that good vibe out there some mm-hmm. of that good energy out into the world and Maybe the universe smiles upon you and it's like, you know what? Maybe this guy isn't so bad after all. So you're
0: saying by eating cereal. Yes. We can contribute to
1: charity. That's what I'm. I think that that's possible. And and I'm pretty sure that,
0: you know, with our powers combined, that we can do this. So you're saying we should put our money where our mouth is. (laughs) This is Paul. (laughs) This is Nick. And this is cereal. (laughs) <laughs> You're
1: such a sack of garbage. Cereal. <laughs> cereal, cereal! Cereal! Cereal!
0: Cereal! So Nick, do you actively volunteer or donate or anything like that? Sort of just in your personal time? I do.
1: Yeah, I do. When I, I'm able to... Donate time or money. I, I do do that.
0: Now you are like, a, aren't you a volunteer for like the LA, the downtown Los Angeles historical preservation society? <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't, I I donate money for that. Um, I donate money to the downtown women's shelter mm-hmm. and, um, I am signed up to the volunteer for humanity, which is like an it thing where they, uh, strip out computers or like they take donated computers and then you, uh, you fix them up, make them better. And then they give them to low income families.
0: Oh, cool! Um, now is that spelled human it? Yes. Oh my God, that is awesome! I knew. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> that is good. I, I
1: knew you'd appreciate that. I knew that you'd really like that. Like I said, I'm signed up for that. But like for some reason, they have their hours from nine to six during the weekdays, which is like exactly the time where I can't do any of the the volunteer work. So mm. I'm trying. To, I'm waiting for a shift to happen on the weekend so that I can actually work the shift.
0: Oh, cool! We are uh, avid campers. Uh So we are always, for the last, I think, four or five years, we're members of the uh, Georgia State Parks uh, group, I guess. We donate to that. We buy uh, expensive parking pass that we never make a return on. So I feel Mm -hmm. good about that. We got the Super Serial Drive, which we're going to be doing quarterly now. So food donation. Um, And then, you know, this, I feel like this counts. (laughs) It may not, but... Like every time the neighborhood kids are selling stuff for their school, mm-hmm. I buy something even if I don't really want. And I really <laughs> don't want anything that they have, but I'm like, all right, like a box of frozen cookie dough for twenty eight dollars. All right, sound, sign me up. Sounds good. <laughs> or like Girl Scout cookies. I feel like Girl Scout cookie quality has gone down in the last five to ten years, but I buy Ooh, three four boxes. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. I buy three to four boxes every year just. You know, because they're just kids. They're just trying to go to sleep sleepaway camp so they can learn how to make those fortune teller triangle things <laughs> and uh, pops- popsicle stick Game. Y- yeah, yeah, popsicle stick yarn ornaments. <laughs> Row a boat.
1: I don't know. Whatever they do at sleepaway
0: camp. <laughs> so I try to do that kind of stuff. And uh, um,
1: um, so now that we we're, we're done patting ourselves on the back, maybe what? you are. <laughs> I was surprised by how many ways, though. Like you know, we, we like we said, like we were talking about, we both like to give to the community, find ways to give to the community. But mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many ways that you can give to the community via cereal.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. We found uh, we found four companies that really have a, a strong proactive charity program going. We, I mean. Ba- I want to say that every single cereal company that we research has done some great charity in the past, but these four are companies that have an ongoing thing regardless of um, you know, environmental disasters or or unique situations, stuff like that. The biggest one I think everybody is familiar with is the box tops for education. This so is how something- long
1: has that been going on? I, got, that, that, I feel like that's been going on my whole life.
0: Yeah, it's been going on forever. Basically, it was started by General Mills in 1996, and it's on just about every single General Mills product. So not just cereals, but snack bars, all their subsidiaries that they have purchased. A lot of them have box tops for education. For your cereal brands, it's going to be on all your Big G cereals. Annie's, Cascadian Farm, Nature Valley. So all the General Mills cereal brands have box tops on them. There's actually a woman at our office that her daughter is active in box tops. So she's like peeling the the tops off of all the office snack food as it comes through. (laughs) Um, So you peel off these box tops and, you know it's not as easy as you would think so the fact that a lot of schools participate in this i think it's pretty amazing mm. that it's it's been able to take off and again it does require a little bit of work from the school so i that's why like not all schools in the us participate
1: so but, yeah, what's the process for that? Like, they have to have somebody that's like at the school that like is just has like a, a repository for you to dump other cardboard garbage into your into a bin. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it's like an old timey ballot box uh-huh. with like a little. It's like wrapped in gift wrap, you know, and it's got like a <laughs> slot, and you just drop them in. Um, I imagine like an interoffice office envelope for each classroom, uh, and they're just okay. putting them in. But so each school has to be registered, and then there has to be a coordinator from each school that sends them into the program. Each box top is worth 10 cents. So every time they pull one, it's a dime for the school and that coordinator manages the back and forth between the uh, foundation and the school. And where does that money go to? It goes to like a scholarship or something? I think it goes back to the school for the school to use for specific programs, Uh, whether it be like after school programs uh, or probably funding for gym equipment and things like that. So it's a cool thing that... What I like about it is it's easy for kids to do, but also see, hopefully, see the benefits of, you know, their their hard work. So saving these box tops, bringing them in, not losing them, not leaving them in their bag, making sure they come back. And then you can – the the school can get some money for programs that are underfunded. That's
1: Yeah, that's great. And, uh, I mean – what a, what a way for your, for like these big companies to, I, I think that we'll talk about this a lot, especially when we talk about big companies doing this, but like what a way for big companies to find a way for people to buy exclusively their products. like Exactly. If they, if they get looped into this like loyalty program almost where, you know, you, they could get money for a good cause. like Totally.
0: And, and that sort of leads to a little bit of the criticism that I've read online about Box Tops for Education. It's, it's two things. It's first of all, it encourages, oh, it's. It's the kind of criticism that kind of annoys me a little bit. Hmm. Um, The one is it encourages kids to only purchase those brands. Yeah. Whether they want to, like kind of want to or not, or parents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to get this because it's got the box tops on it. And there's some criticism that it incentivizes kids to buy this processed GMO inorganic right. food. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> right. It,
1: because the other the the crunchy granola foods or, which sometimes is crunchy granola, uh they uh they don't because they don't have these programs, then you're forced to buy this uh this basically poison for, mm-hmm. for your children. Uh you know, because if you're comparing to like, well this healthy granola is uh is good for you but this Lucky Charms gives you ten cents back uh, to your school. So what it also encourages, and this is this is definitely uh, you know a darkness, but it encourages <laughs> just like box murder, like you're just like murdering boxes, and like maybe you're murdering boxes before their time, like there's there's still stuff inside, and they're just ripping the tops off the, off the <laughs> box, and suddenly you don't, suddenly you can't even close the box up. Your cereal ste- goes stale, and you're like, hey, just wait. Eventually we'll be done with this box. You don't have to rip it off now. It just, yeah, it just, box murder is is, is rampant with this, with the, the box tops thing.
0: You know, I never thought of that, but that is a very, very, very real problem. Yeah. You combine yeah. that with a cereal that has a prize in the bag and the whole Ugh. thing is destroyed. This is, it's just a, it's just a wrecked box. It's just a pear shaped <laughs> headless box so like a that you're doing like a pack with. of Wolverines got at your pumpkin Cheerios <laughs> forget it because you know what's happening next you don't want to eat it
1: yeah so now you're just having you're just you're just creating more trash because you're you're not even eating the. you're not even the thing you're just like using the parts around the box it's like hunting a buffalo and like only taking the like the eyeballs and the hooves and like leaving the rest of the meat there
0: <laughs> You don't, rot you know Dad Paul would be like, you know, you're destroying. I'm paying five dollars for this, so you can get ten cents. I'd rather just give you the five dollars to take to your damn school. (laughs) I could see that coming out of my mouth, but it is a good program, and it's it they've generated millions and millions of dollars for schools. So you know, and it's easy for kids to do. It's it's easy to get involved with. I mean, it's better Mm -hmm. than them collecting Marlboro miles. Yeah, you don't you don't want them collecting Camel books. I mean, I'm sure that I, I, I,
1: Camel probably wants to get in on that action, but uh, it seems inappropriate. Yeah. as it's all well. it's just camel, It's
0: Camel Cash. Oh, is it is it Camel Cash it's, not Camel Bucks? Yeah. So Marlboro Miles was like box murder. You would you would cut the side of the box off, and it would say five miles, I think, or one mile or something. Camel what? Cash had like a little insert, like oh, Monopoly so money smarter. size
1: thing. Yeah, that's smarter.
0: With um, Joe Camel, wh- tuxedo, shades. He was so, him and Spuds McKenzie just getting ripped. <laughs> just, <laughs> just getting down,
1: man. They're yeah, just man. always getting down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like party on the beach all the time. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, Marble Man trying to get in on it. And they're like, you're not an animal with the sunglasses. Where are your sunglasses that Cowboy's all like. But I got this last, note. Get out of here, Cowboy. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs>
0: you're not even the real Marble Man. You're like number four. Because <laughs> the other three died. <laughs> of cancer. Off to our favorite giant. Ah, they've great. probably got a, yeah, a guilty conscience for all the stealing they've done over the years. <laughs> they've last done so much years. stealing. They're such thieves, Kellogg's. You're such, you're a thief. Um, I found, uh, now they had a really great section on their website to at least give us the information directly from Kellogg's and they partner with a, co- a group called How to Recycle. Okay. And there are a lot of places in The U.S. that still don't have easy recycling. I don't use how to recycle, but I live in a part of the country where recycling is near impossible. Right. Um, So this is uh, to, and this this one is what's really cool. It's specifically geared towards helping consumers recycle uh, paperboard boxes, so cereal boxes, but other types of boxes. A lot of packaging is made from recycled material. And I mean, I kind of, I don't know a lot of people who recycle cardboard like on a residential level, Mm -hmm. but someone is because a ton of packaging is made from post-consumer content. So what Kellogg's was really helping people do is to recycle paperboard packaging uh, so that they can continue to make uh, cereal boxes and packaging that is environmentally friendly, uses more post-consumer content, and reduces... um, the use of virgin fiber. That's awesome. Spoken like a guy who knows his packaging business. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You know what, Kellogg's? That's all right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool of you, Kellogg's. Um, What's the uh, recycling situation for you? Do you guys have a bin?
1: No, we don't have a bin. Like, they our building's promised recycling for as long as I've lived here and it's not materialized. So what I have been doing... There is a guy that rolls around on a an, on a bicycle with a giant, almost like a, it's almost like a flatbed on the front of the bike, oh and he he he, just, he has like a uh, like a dumbbell weight that he put, that he puts on top of the boxes, and he just stacks cardboard on top of the, the thing. So if you put the if you put your cardboard down on the street nearby where he runs the bike, he'll pick up the cardboard for you, and then he turns it in for for cash. And that's like that's his job. That's where that's how he
0: makes money. So that that's what I do with my cardboard. That sounds like a Portlandia skit. <laughs> like 150%. So is his other job making the bicycle shirt ice cream near your place? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not even like a hipster
1: thing. It's just, you know, it's just there's like a different economy that's like right next to my building. I do the same thing with like glass bottles and with uh yeah, all my food package recycling. Is uh I put it into uh, paper bags. I separated it out. And like uh, people will come by and take it to recycling center, you know, and they, awesome. they'll earn the money
0: from it. Yeah. When I was a kid growing up in Massachusetts, they have deposit on cans. Mm-hmm. So I think does California, ha- you prepay a deposit? Yeah. When you buy? Okay. Yeah. So you always, we always recycle cans. But here in the, in the small city that I live in, we don't have recycling at all. I just can't throw away cans and bottles into the trash it's just it's like you know 150 percent. they melt this stuff and it makes the same thing (laughs)
1: um so
0: we have a separate garbage can we have two garbage cans in our kitchen one is for regular trash and one is for recyclables Uh then i'll get about three or four bags of recycling i put them in our truck and i drive them over to the where, like, the, the industrial park is and there is a mixed recycling center and you, like, throw the bat- – it, it is the biggest pain ever. Oh, sure. But I, I thought just th- can't bring myself to not – at least cans and bottles.
1: I, I mean, I thought that you were going to tell me that you drive to, like, Lake Altoona and just dump it into the water. And, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I back into like- the – yeah, I back into the boat dock and it's beep, beep. <laughs> Beep. And just like the open the bed and all the trash falls out. Someone will take care of this for me. Yeah. Rusty comes over, sweeps it in. Um, so I'll do like a recycling run every couple of weeks. And so the, the the plus side is I've got always like three bags of from far away would look like I have three bags of trash in my backyard. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It looks like that you live in a garbage house. Exactly. So like, why are you taking this to the dump? You live in the dump. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If people start dropping off their trash into your yard, oh my are, god, that would be the worst. Aren't you guys? I thought you guys were in the dump. I thought this is where dumping stuff goes.
0: <laughs> the garbage men are dropping off recycling. <laughs> hey, and they throw a bottle. Hey man, can you get this for me? They're just dumping their dump, the, the dump garbage trucks <laughs> into your yard. Just like this is, I thought this is,
1: I thought this was the new dump. I thought this is where we take the things now. Is this now okay? Oh. My bad. I'm bad. I'm not going to be able to pick up all of the cat poop that's in here or all the dog poop that's in here, but I'm going to get most of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, man. And then Kellogg's also has a long-standing partnership with Toys for Tots. Oh, yeah. Which I guess that's something I do every year. Oh, and the the Salvation Army bell ringers, wherever they're they're still allowed. (laughs) Um, And then Toys for Tots, obviously, is... Uh, people draw, donate unwrapped new toys, and they are distributed to uh, kids who don't get a lot of stuff uh, during the holidays. So that's always great. It's a good program, yeah. I always buy the stuff that I think I would want if I was a kid today.
1: <laughs> what do you usually get?
0: Uh, Star well, what'd Wars you get? What did you get last year? Last year I got um, Star Wars stuff, uh, the huge pack, like the 24 pack of Hot Wheels. Oh. <laughs> I feel like those are pretty universal. Yeah. They fit in all the racetracks, you know, any, you could basically give hot wheels to any kid, regardless oh. of age or gender. And mm-hmm. they will, they will play with them a few times. Like yeah, they're, they're them. useful. Yeah. And Legos are pretty
1: good. Uh, see, that's the one that I think that if, you know, I, I go down, we'll go down to, into like a target or something like that. We'll look at mm-hmm. like the games aisle, like the board games. aisle, see if anything new has popped up. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pass down the Lego aisle. And every time I pass down the Lego aisle, I was like, Do I, I kind of want one of these. I know. I, I, I want one of these. And I never, I can never bring myself to actually buy the Legos. I, I think that might be the reason why to have a, a kid is just so I can buy Legos.
0: Yeah, without looking like a weirdo. <laughs> without, without looking or like a, a super pervert. Yeah. I, think, I think if you, without children, want to go... Like you, Nick, want to go buy Legos without a kid, uh-huh. you need to wear... Like a um, T-shirt. Oh,
1: sure, this, is, this is I'm not a pervert on it. No, no,
0: no, no. You need to wear a T-shirt that they wear in Big Bang Theory.
1: <laughs> right. So I need to wear a, a Green Lantern T-shirt. In order right. Or to Green
0: even Green one that says Bazinga. <laughs> and it has to be a, a size too small.
1: <laughs> a size too small. says Bazinga. And it's, and it's got a picture of, uh, of Jim Parsons on it saying Legos are cool. Yeah. So that, like they, they know that I'm just I'm I'm doing it because I'm. A super nerd that likes Legos, not because I'm a pervert. We
0: <laughs> we bought uh, a... Le- so they have Lego City, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought one a couple years back. It is a Lego RV. Oh, wow. That I put together with super glue. Oh! And it's that's... in our travel trailer. It's really, really fun. I did <laughs> feel really bad super gluing Legos together. Like, I, like my mom was going to pop... Into my own home and be like, "What are you doing?
1: (laughs) You're ruining those Legos." (laughs) I I love that you have inside of your camper. You've got like a there's a there's inside of this camper. There's a little mini camper inside. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's we it's it's camper inception. Uh, where were we? What were we talking about? We're talking about toys,
1: toys, toys for tots. So Kellogg's is involved with that.
0: Yeah, they they're a big partner. They 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 probably make like a big cash donation every Mm. year. Um, I also want to say that for adults, Toys for Tots, I think, is probably one of the easiest things to get involved in. Yeah. Um, if you have a, regardless of where you work, the size of your office, you can become a drop off center and they send you that cardboard box and you can get the people in your office to donate. We've done it in the past at some of the places I've worked. So that's something that's really easy to do for the holidays, for, you know, just round up 10, 20 toys. And you can drop them off if you have a huge donation; they'll pick it up. But it's just something that anyone can do. It doesn't matter how big or small your uh, your group is. You can do it at churches. You can do it at your your scouting. Uh, uh, what's it called? Den? Is that a thing? Scout den? Yeah, Boy Scouts have a den. Yeah. Okay. Scout's yeah, den? like you're, yeah, yeah your like your troop can do it. Yeah. So it's just a cool thing that that you can do, and, and, and you don't. I mean, you don't even have to. But I mean, you can spend twenty dollars. Yeah. And, and it means something so that's cool so we're I'm a big believer in toys for tots yeah yeah Quaker now this is cool man this is cool okay Quaker Oats is involved in this movement called makers oh makers yeah you're aware Ma- of this makers are uh, basically
1: are in, in charge of all of my like that's the first place I go to if I'm going to um get christmas presents or any kind of presents because they it's they're almost always unique small
0: products that
1: you are not going to be able to
0: find anywhere else. So this is like people who do like small crafts. I'm trying to relate it like to something a little more mainstream, but the hard thing is it's not mainstream.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Etsy-ish. I like Etsy-esque, I guess. I mean, Etsy is basically like the 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 online home for makers. Okay. So, yeah, like makers are Kind of like people that are just in your in your town or in your city. That um, yeah, that, that they make all kinds of products that are unique, and they are a lot of them are made with materials that are in your already in your community. Like you know, they're not they're not usually bringing in stuff from uh, you know other countries or from you know even other states. Usually, it's mm-hmm. like stuff that's they can source locally. So
0: yeah, Quaker is involved in the Maker Fair. Okay, so that's they're cool. they're gonna have and it's fair with an e at the end. <laughs> so it's kind of old timey that way. Yeah, they're going to have a, a presence in the 2017 Maker Fair, and that's what—that's a fair that celebrates makers um, who you know they—they they create these small things, they produce value within their community, and these types of little technologies lead to bigger innovation. Mm-hmm. So Quaker is a sponsor of that. Uh, they're also going to be involved in the Renegade Craft Fair, Paul. Which sounds so awesome!
1: I saw them at Renegade Craft Fair last year. Really? Yeah, the the, the at the holiday one. So
0: because uh, I couldn't find anything, so I would love to hear what. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. let's talk about Quaker, and then let's talk about the Renegade Craft Fair because I was at a holiday craft fair uh, last Christmas. It was awesome. So. Um, so, what was Quaker's involvement at the Renegade Craft Fair?
1: So, at Renegade, they had like a giant tent there. Um, they had like a kids' craft area, so that kids could make their own like bracelets and pictures and all kinds of st- little crafty things. That, that they had a small table for kids. They had um, mason jars that they were giving mason jars away, so that you could make your own oatmeal, essentially. But also, cool. mason jars is, as you know, is like a base for a lot of crafts. So um The yeah they're the giving away mason jars and yeah there was like music and there was a area so that you could sit around and eat things and um it was probably the biggest name brand that was at the renegade craft fair because you know everything else is uh locally stu- local stuff but yeah. um yeah it was uh it was cool i i didn't even think about them being involved in like uh, things on a wider scale i just figured that they just were k- trying to capitalize on a a really popular thing in Los Angeles. But
0: what was the reception to sort of Quaker's presence? Were, were there a lot of people at the booth or were, were yeah. people kind of like, uh,
1: no, there was a lot of people at the booth. Um, there's a, you know, especially the kids, like, you know, when you're, when you are uh, an adult human that has a small human with you and you are only going to look at candles and blankets and, uh, t-shirts that have pithy sayings that children don't understand. Mm-hmm. You want the kids to have something, And it's not just like, you know, artisanal popsicles. That's not the only thing that you should have. (laughs) So like, it's cool. It was like a cool area for for the kids to to go to and have a good time at. um, While, while maybe some of the adults were going around and uh, looking for, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of artisanal toys, unfortunately. There's not a lot of artisanal like toy stores at the, uh, at the. No, they don't have like
0: the, the big hoop with the stick. (laughs) (laughs) Like ball in a cup. (laughs) <laughs>
1: there, I, I take it back there. There actually was like ball on a cup. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you yeah. buy anything
1: at the holiday fair? At the holiday fair? Not from the Quaker, but um, I did. Yeah, we got, I, I think we got maybe like half of our presents from the holiday fair.
0: Yeah, I love those. The uh, Atlanta has one in the old train depot. Oh, right on. That's downtown. Cool yeah it was it was awesome. I can't imagine trying to be another candle vendor in this world <laughs> it's just so competitive
1: there's so many people making candles so many people that are like, you know what I've got this candle thing down I've got I've, I've got an angle on candles that no one's thought of and it's like oh wait everybody thought of this angle it's
0: hard but but when it's time to get stuff for my Uh, my wife, she loves the maker stuff. The jewelry is really cool. Mm -hmm. The clothes, you know what? One thing that's awesome is because like camping and being outdoors is like so in right now. Mm -hmm. It's great for us because we actually do all that stuff. So now we can get clothing that tells the world about the lifestyle that we choose to live
1: Yeah, Paul, you're a weirdo, and you know that's uh, it's it's weird that you like that. That's something that you like to do, Um, especially at your age. Usually, people don't really get into that kind of camping thing until they are old and feeble. So it's uh, (laughs) a it's good that you're you're into that now. You're preparing for that lifestyle now at such a vital age.
0: That's right. By the time I'm ready to retire, I'll I'll know exactly what I need to do and where what parks to go to and what to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You'll,
1: there'll be all these other like 55, 65 year olds that are not that they're not the 55 year olds are old and feeble, but like there'll be all these newly retired people that are, you know, just trying to figure it out, just trying to like, you know, don't even know how to rub two sticks together in order to make a fire. And you're already there with like your, you know, with, with your tried and true Flint plan that, mm-hmm. uh, to, to make a fire. And you're, and they're just like, whoa. You're yeah. like, yeah. Well, I've been basically
0: living like I'm retired for the last 30 years. So. <laughs> Hey, Nick, I think we got to break and do a little business here. We have have some business to do? We have some business to talk about. Wait, what kind of business do we have to talk about? Uh, We got our Patreon set up, finally. Oh, yeah, Patreon. Please give us your money. Yeah, this thing costs money. It doesn't cost a lot, but it does cost money.
1: I mean, it costs money in that money is, you know, our time is money. Um, Mm. Also, cereal costs money. Yes. Um, You know, we do do, uh, do this for the love of the game. But um, the game, uh, you know, it costs us money.
0: Yeah. So for a dollar donation, just one simple dollar, Mm -hmm. we will uh, give you a a shout out and a a quick message on on the show. Yeah. For a donation of $5, we will send you a color sticker on high grade quality vinyl. You can't play it, millennials. (laughs) You can't (laughs) play it on a record player. How oh, did I... I just walked right into that one. You did walk right
1: yeah.
0: Uh, we will send you a, a sticker, and you'll also get the shout-out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like
0: a PBS thing, so the more you move up, you get all this, the lower stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh,
0: Nick, what do we have after the sticker?
1: So for $1,000, mm. you get the sticker, you get the shout-out, and you also get to eat cereal with either Paul or Nick.
0: That is awesome.
1: Yeah. For... Ten thousand dollars. Oh,
0: now, you get now to, we're talking some real scratch
1: here. Now we're now we're talking about what we're actually worth here. So, like for ten thousand dollars, <laughs> you get to eat cereal with Paul
0: and Nick, and in a location of your choosing, wherever Southwest Airlines flies. <laughs> <It> Cost money. <laughs> I want to get my uh, my rapid rewards rapidly.
1: <laughs> and for one
0: million dollars, if you pledge one million
1: dollars today. Just a just a small million dollar donation. You, you get to eat cereal with Paul and Nick at the Kellogg's Cafe while watching back the Back to the Future trilogy.
0: Oh my gosh. I wish I had a million dollars.
1: <laughs> I wish I had a million dollars right now. I would love I would love to have a million dollars right now.
0: That sounds like the uh, that sounds like a worthy investment. Or uh, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash super cereal podcast. Yeah. All right, well let's get back to the show. Okay. Nature's Path, North America's preeminent organic, non-GMO, fair trade, locally sourced cereal company. Nature's Path are the folks that do the Environ Kids cereal. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, so they've got two programs. Within their two product lines, they, they each have one. Uh, Love Granola, which is their granola line, has a, a program called uh, Bite for Bite. They donate cash and organic food to food banks um, up to $1 million per year. So for every... Do, you know, for So every amount you buy of their product, they donate the same in food and cash up to a million dollars every year. That's cool. That's awesome. Which, there's something cool about, you know, not just donating food, but donating healthy food to food yeah. banks.
1: Yeah, because like I would imagine like food banks, they get probably a lot of shelf stable foods, which means mm-hmm. that they end up getting a lot of. Yeah, like canned goods and stuff like that, but maybe not necessarily the best of those foods, like the
0: cheapest and absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of places require shelf stable items, mm-hmm. so this is this is nice that at least they're giving organic, less garbagey shelf stable items. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing they do is EnviroKids cereal line. That's the one with all of the animals.
1: <laughs> with all the animals doing weird things yeah
0: yeah like the leap and lemurs and the the uh gorilla munch they uh, 1% of the sales are donated to support endangered species habitat yeah. conservation and environmental education for kids around the world it's a good cause that's that's good stuff right there yeah to date they've raised over 1.6 million dollars for this program so again they are contributing to you know, sustainability, education, conservation. I'm for any type of, you know, fundraising and philanthropy and things like that. But I really like when part of it is education. Uh, So it's like you can donate to save the environment or you can donate to save the environment, but also teach people how to not destroy the environment. And I think that's huge because, you know, at one point you're only, you're. it's more like you're just fixing the problem after it happens. But that proactive approach of, you know, when they teach people how to properly farm or they teach people how to you know, use clean water. I like that kind of stuff. Exactly. What else we got here, Nick? We got a couple more I think we can cover off on quickly. Yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure that we talked about this when we talked about the, the puffins before. But Barbara's allows you to adopt a puffin. Ooh. Yeah. So for uh, 20 puffins UPCs and you fill out an adoption form. Uh, you'll receive a digital adoption certificate plus a biography and picture of your puffin in the email. That's awesome. Yeah, puffins directly helps trying to uh, make sure that the puffin population is preserved because if they all died out, what would the puffin cereal be about? It would be about a, a bird that doesn't exist anymore. And who wants to eat a cereal about a bird that doesn't exist? Not this guy. Not this guy. Um, they donate directly to them and they also donate to other endangered animals too um, with, with, your, with your purchases. If you don't like puffins or if you're like caught in the battle of puffin versus penguin and you're like mm-hmm. siding more toward penguin and you don't really care where puffins go. Like it's also other endangered animals, not just puffins. So, you know, take your puffin bias and try to swallow it a little bit and just <laughs> and, uh, and maybe yeah, you, you just know that Barbara's is helping puffins, but also other animals. Yeah, put your fear of birds to the side. Just, just slide it over to the side. I know it's got like a weird, it's got a weird beak. We all know that it's got a weird looking beak, and it looks like that it's, uh, you know, it, it just, it looks like an uncanny valley version of a penguin. Like I get mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but just like slide it over to the side and just be like, you know. These animals don't deserve to be eradicated from the planet. But then there's also the, I mean, we have talked about this on the sports cereal one, but like usually PLB cereals, uh, they have a lot of different sports personalities that have their own cereals. People like uh, uh, Tyler Eifert and Jordy Nelson, CJ Anderson, Doug Flutie, Anthony Rizzo. These uh, a lot of uh, celebra- sports celebrities that have their own cereals, and each of their cereals usually has like an associated charity that goes with it. That if you buy the cereal, that money goes to that charity. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Jordy's Farm Fresh Flakes, which allow you to do a maze on the back so that you can find Jordy's cow. But also on top of that, you uh, you donate to his uh, his charity, his foundation. So it's a uh, it's good it's
0: good for everybody. It is good for everybody. Yeah. All right, well, I think it's time to cut and roll, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Super Serial
1: podcast. You can listen to us on Dog Barks. Oh. Um, you can listen to us on the uh, exclusively on Dog Barks. There, it's a new service where uh, your podcasts are translated directly into dog barks. That's right. Um, to and it's uh, it's only for dogs, and so would, they, that you can you, you can leave your podcast uh on for your dogs during the day and it's translated to dog barks it's a it's a pretty good service
0: well you Um, jest but you know there is dog exclusive content in the itunes store right now we're just trying to get on that yeah we're just trying to get on that we're just trying
1: to get on that uh you know we, we, we want to get on that gravy train we're trying to multiple revenue streams is where you want to be and so we want to be on that revenue stream where we're making dog exclusive content um so we're translating our podcast into barks. Uh, I'm not sure exactly of the veracity of the, uh, the 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 translation. I'm not sure if they get the uh, the nuance of all of our of our podcast into into the translation of dog. But um, well,
0: we're not going to dumb it down for some canine audience.
1: No, we can't. We can't.
0: It, it might you know so maybe in dog uh,
1: our podcast ends up sounding a little bit like Yoda, and they kind of like snicker at us. They're just like hey. those dumb humans don't know how to speak dog. So, um, um, but on top of the, uh, the dog parks app, you can also listen to us on, uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google play music and on overcast FM and probably wherever you else you're getting your podcast. Cause you're listening to this. Now you, you might be listening to us on soundcloud.com. That's okay. No judgment. Um, so yeah, w- wherever you find podcasts, you can probably find us and listen
0: to us there. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram and you can check in on our patreon and uh, see how we're doing you can also email us at super serialcast at gmail.com um, without Thanks. any
1: of your questions or anything like that
0: yeah it's checked on the regular we get back to people pretty quick you can also uh, send us a direct message through any of our social channels yeah um, I kind of like that better because it's it's the phone's always on me uh-huh yeah. you know today's society these kids with the phone. Always with the phone. Always with the
1: phone. These millennials, you know, we've made a lot of millennial jokes. We're also technically millennials.
0: Yeah, we're part of, we're on the older end of it.
1: Uh, it's not like we're CBS and we're just making fun of like millennials because we're, we're are all about to die, which is what CBS is basically. That's basically what their content is. Their content plan is, is just uh, about old people that are afraid of millennials because uh, it reminds them of the grave so mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, not, we're not like, Joel
0: it's, McHale from that new show
1: yeah we're not we're not the great indoors we're just we're making fun of millennials because we care because we love mm-hmm. All right. well this uh this
0: is Paul and this is Nick and this has been Serial Serial Serial
1: Serial, Serial.